Theresa May conceives of theater as a site of civic discourse that has influenced and reflected society's relatedness to the land over the years and that might help us compassionately navigate the social changes that have occurred and will occur as a result of climate change. This in her book, Earth Matters on Stage. She says, plays are blueprints for live performance that require collective imagining by people who have come together in time and place. It is necessarily immediate, embodied, and communal. Theater is. And its attributes have everything to do with how theater makes meaning and how it might make a difference. As characters, places, and time periods are brought to life on stage, a give and take occurs between the imaginations, sensibilities, and visceral experiences of the performers and the audience. This alchemy reminds us that no matter how abstract or virtual our interactions may be outside the theater space, we nonetheless inhabit the world as embodied organisms. Theater has long served as a site of civic practice and a forum for civic action. Through plays, diverse societies have explored questions of free will, social conscience, community obligation, moral leadership, and the social and ecological consequences of hubris. Theater's form begins with an invitation. You may have heard the axiom that theater starts with the question, what if? Theater depends on the willing suspension of disbelief by which audiences and actors set aside rigidly guarded worldviews about themselves, the world, and others. The prologue of Shakespeare's Henry V makes this invitation clear when the chorus asks the audience to entertain conjecture of a time. For a few hours, audience and performers are expected to summon the generosity to collectively conjure the world of the play, a world that may appear fantastical or even revolutionary. In this task, both audience and performers are responsible for bringing the play to life in the present time. And in a shared place of the stage, this fundamental contract, the willingness to collectively engage in fiction for the purpose of bearing witness and finding meaning, makes theater a vital civic tool. Farm Arts Collective is asking us to consider what if. Farm Arts Collective is an ensemble of performers and farmers based in Damascus, Pennsylvania, and they will launch the 2022 tour of their climate change-themed performance project titled Dream on the Farm. The original musical play, intended for audiences of all ages, will be presented at the Scranton Cultural Center on Saturday, February 26th at 11 a.m. WVIA's Lisa Mazzarella had a chance to speak by phone with farmer and artistic director Tanis Kowalczyk about Dream on the Farm and Farm Arts Collective and its mission. Farm Arts Collective is a collective of people interested in creating an agricultural place here in Northeast Pennsylvania on an organic farm. We're not only farmers, but actors and musicians and scientists. Some are science teachers. 
we have a really interesting mix of people who are working here to create performances, to offer workshops, and to build events and performances that talk about important issues of the day. And for us right now is the issue of the climate changing and the climate crisis that we're moving toward. And so we have dedicated, as an ensemble of theatre makers, the next 10 years of our work will be to create one new climate change-related play per year. And we're here on the farm. We have a greenhouse theatre. Um, farm Arts Collective operates out of a greenhouse here at the farm. And also um, we have offices in Narrowsburg, New York, where we can work in the wintertime. But what we're doing is having workshops as well, not just theater workshops, but workshops about farming, sustainable living practices, ecological practice, even work on our social justice issues that are very important today, like accessibility and like looking at racism and how to heal racism in our communities. And so there's a lot that we're looking at doing (laughs) and achieving But, you know, it's just like day by day. We're just just trying to do things that are important to us as a community organization and as artists and farmers. Well, I must say that is quite the plateful. And you are trying to achieve a great deal through the arts. I just wanted to find out, though, why did you earmark 10 years specifically for climate change? This is a program called Dream on the Farm. And why 10 years? We decided that we would like to make a performance every year for the next 10 years. And we decided this in 2020 because we were listening to a lot of the scientists and political leaders saying that we really need to change our habits and, and also look at like practices of building up the biosphere and looking at creating life instead of taking down life for natural resources. They're saying that we really need to change this behavior of ours globally, and we have a 10-year window. So we're like, well, why don't we make a 10-year decalogue of performances that relate to this journey that we're all on? It's got to be every single country working together, and of course we know they're trying, (laughs) and they try, and there's the Paris Accord. Everyone's trying, but... We here want to also participate in that journey and in that inquiry and figure out what can we do and explore that through art and through farming practices, through workshops about how we can compost, how we can improve our soils, how we can live with insects instead of killing them with chemicals, you know, things like that that are also really useful to learn about and to practice in our lives as we continue on. So 10-year window we have. They're not kidding. It's not a fantasy. It's true. So 10 years is marked Mm -hmm. for Dream on the Farm. That means 10 years of creativity to make something that is going to be eye-catching, ear-catching, and hopefully motivate people to change for the better. How do you get the ideas to do it? We work as an ensemble, and we have a mandate to create new work. And we have a lot of interesting people in the ensemble. We have musicians and we have stilt walkers and actors and scientists that uh, we're working with to help us with the material. We have farmers who are playwrights who are working with us. And so as a group, we look at a story or an aspect of climate change or something about the earth, you know, and the land, you know. So we take an idea, for example, this past year's show, we looked at two scientists, 
a scientist from the past, Carl Sagan, the astronomer, and Lynn Margulis, who was a microbiologist. And they were actually married, so there was a fun story to be had in that. But we looked at their exploration and their experiences in the world, one through a telescope and one through a microscope, and we brought them back from the afterlife into a boxing ring with a white rabbit referee and sent them off on a journey through a rabbit hole to explore the macrocosm and the microcosm, and we asked them to help us figure out what we can do about climate change through their two lenses. So we used a kind of Alice in Wonderland structure, but both scientists went on a journey bringing the audience along with them to meet a microbe on a compost pile, a butterfly who was struggling on her journey because the food had been depleted, meeting a fungus on a log who's trying to hide from humans because is afraid to be changed by humanity, or Carl Sagan's journey was meeting the atmosphere who was choking and was needing an oxygen mask, the hydrosphere doing a mad stilt dance and is causing storms everywhere, and also a man named Sonny who wants to leave the planet to find an alternative <laughs> to life here. They all have these experiences, and that's basically the structure of the play. Oh, it's wonderful. And we're bringing this play to Scranton. <laughs> I'm delighted, and I think Scrantonians will be delighted, too. The message is very important, but it's done in a very creative way. And as you were mentioning earlier, sometimes you have a lot of people that are writing up bills and they're doing the talk, but to be able to do it in an artistic way I think might be a little more memorable. I think so, and it's more fun. I mean, I really believe humor is the key that can unlock a lot of people's feelings and and emotions around certain issues. And so why not have a good time while we are still thinking about these important issues? Art really does offer a new perspective when you can, you know, see a performance about climate change rather than read about it on the headlines. You know, it's like really nice to have this other opportunity to think about things and experience it with other people, too. I mean, theater is also a live experience. So you get to be in the same room with others and experience something together and then have a conversation. The performance that Farm Arts Collective will be giving on Saturday, February 26th at the Scranton Cultural Center We're also going to have one of our collaborators who is a retired NASA scientist, and she's going to be available to build microbial hand puppets before the show with the children who will be attending and also answering questions in a question-and-answer conversation at the end of the performance. So we'll have a real live scientist there as well. You're going to be using both sides of our brain on that day, the artistic side and the scientific (laughs) side. It's going to be a wonderful experience, especially for the kids. They'll remember that. They'll take that home with them. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. I'm glad that the Scranton Cultural Center folks have organized a hands-on workshop. They're actually going to participate in the play. We're building that in so that at the point in the play when one of the characters who plays a microbe on a compost pile um, she's singing. She's having a party with all of her BFFs, her bacterial fungal friends. Um, she'll invite the kids to like join the party, and it'll be really sweet. <laughs> that sounds like so much fun, but it is a lot of work. Aside from the fun and making it look flawless and just a good time, there's a lot of science that goes into it. There's a lot of preparation that has to happen. So tell me, what is a day in the life of before you put this on stage? We did this performance 
on the farm last summer. We do this every August with a new performance. So we took last year's performance and we've structured it to be performed indoors and in touring locations. So it doesn't need to be a farm. It just needs to be a space for us to arrive. So we've been working on that for the last three months. And there's about a dozen of us. We've been practicing every Thursday evening. That's when we rehearse. And we'll be ready to load in and bring up an hour-long performance of the show. Musicians and actors and stilt walkers. We have a wonderful sculpture. Um, one of the actors is also a sculptor. And he's created this wonderful moving set piece of this like kind of lookout platform for his character to, to look into the stars. So it's like going to be really delightful. And yes, it's lots of work. But, you know, that's what theater is. To build a minute of theater, it's hours and hours of work. (laughs) We love it. Here you are working with scientists, farmers, actors, a whole group of people with lots of different interests and vocations. So how do you, as an artistic director, blend them together and honor all of their vocations in such a beautiful artistic way? I see everyone's attributes and talents. Each person has so much to offer I try to find the best role for someone. Everyone invents their role, but I ask them to go in a direction where I believe and see that they're going to thrive and grow and just be super healthy in that role and add something to it that no one else could. It's just seeing the possibilities, I guess. And then we have really solid working methodology to create material We have strong writers. You know, it's very collaborative, a collective creation method we're using. And that's the way I've been working for a long time now. So I think I have a good amount of experience that I can transfer it to those who are trained professionally, who are in our company, professional actors, musicians, and transfer that method to someone who may not have that kind of experience. But it's something that is teachable and people can really work within. That's how we work. And they're probably discovering things about themselves, those who are not actors or actresses, maybe the architect, maybe the farmer. They're discovering things about themselves that maybe they never knew, and you were able to draw it out. It always happens when you're in that creative space and you want to say something that's important to you. You'd be surprised what happens. I think we've come up with a really lovely performance, and I'm really proud of it. It's our first performance stop in Scranton, so I'm really excited that we're making this our first 2022 performance stop. The Scranton Cultural Center is one of the most beautiful spaces. We are so fortunate. We're feeling really grateful to be able to share our work there. Did you ever think in your wildest dreams that the Farm Arts Collective would morph as beautifully and as strongly as it is right now? The themes are so rich, the content is very rich, and you have such cooperation. Did you ever envision that it would happen this way? Lisa, you know, that is such a great question. It was a gut instinct I had. I really wanted to bring theater to this other place I loved, which is our farm. And I was like, you know, it's going to open up more doors because a lot of people love coming to the farm who may not always want to go to a theater performance or step into a theater venue. And I feel like we've really opened up a huge accessibility door. The support we're getting for the work we're doing about farming, food, theater, ecology, social justice, and earth justice is really being welcomed and accepted and supported financially and through attendance. So, no, I did not think it was going to be this great. And I feel really, really lucky that I I found something that was speaking to the people here where I live. I'm so fortunate it's caught on. 
Tanis Kowalczyk, farmer and artistic director of the Farm Arts Collective, speaking with WVIA's Lisa Mazzarella about Dream on the Farm and the Farm Arts Collective. Dream on the Farm is a climate change-themed performance project, an original musical play intended for audiences of all ages to be presented at the Scranton Cultural Center this Saturday, February 26th at 11 a.m. For more information on the web, farmartscollective.org, farmartscollective.org. Dream on the Farm, Saturday, February 26th at 11 a.m. at the Scranton Cultural Center, 420 North Washington Avenue in Scranton. The project is intended for audiences of all ages. And again, it is Dream on the Farm, part of the 2022 tour of this project launching in Scranton. Farm Arts Collective dot org.